looking at uh, Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6 you heard that verse earlier we heard a one of our young child um, recite that verse from his memory when the children's choir were up here and uh, that verse read like this the government will be will rest upon no uh, let me start from the beginning for a child is born to us a son is given to us the government will rest on his shoulders and he will be called wonderful counselor mighty god everlasting father prince of peace these are these are the names there are four names in that one verse and these were four of the names by which jesus was introduced to the world in the old testament when we study bible uh, we will see that uh, from the very beginning the savior who was going to come later in history was given a name amen and that's why i titled my message the name because christianity is very different from many other religions because in many other religions god does not have a name i mean even when you look at hinduism you know which many of you are familiar with um, you will see that even though there's pantheon of gods many many millions of gods in hinduism they say that all the gods that have a name is a lower class of god and they say when you go think beyond that pantheon of god and get to the ultimate god whom they call nirguna brahman that means a god without any qualities they say that that god is so far removed from our understanding our capabilities our language our linguistic abilities that uh, that god cannot be represented in any language using any word so they call him nirguna brahman in hindu hindu language um, hindu theology now even the buddhist theology same thing they say when you go past you know the buddhas they say buddha has also avatars and and pass all the buddhas and you get to the ultimate god they they say uh, there is no nothing you can say about that god you just have to get to that point only then you will understand what that god is but that's not the way bible talks about god if you have any inkling that uh, all the religions are same and and especially we live in a pluralistic world in a pluralistic society you know in new york especially every religion in the world is in new york so when we live in a pluralistic pluralistic society uh, because we need to have friendship with people people are compromising left and right on the theology uh, people are compromising about who god is and they say it doesn't matter you call him allah we i call him jesus and my friend call him krishna it's all same but it's not it's not because when you really take time to study the bible and study the world religions you realize you know i mean i have been involved in a, in studying in detail world religions for over a year now uh, for something else which i will reveal to you later uh um and when you go into depth and do research and do in depth study and that's when you really begin to realize man how unique is christianity 
you know there is absolutely nothing compared to comparable to christianity among the rest of the world religions now i'm not talking about just christmas i am not talking about just easter i am talking about the core beliefs and the way god is introduced to mankind amen now from the very beginning of the bible you see god uses a name because god is not an unknown substance god is not just something that you worship without any qualities without any qualifications without uh oh who is so far removed from him that you have to think of him in abstract terms that's not the god of the bible because when the very beginning when god started talking about sending a savior providing a savior so that we can come out of the bondages of sin one day he started giving him a name and the very first name that we see is in the garden of eden in the garden of eden he was called the seed of the woman and you know that was the original name for the savior and then we know that later when we come to the end of the very first book of the bible genesis as uh, jacob is prophesying over his children jacob gave a name to this coming savior and you know what was the name that he gave he was called the star of judah and then we know that uh, later on when we come through the old testament we see in the early books of the old testament and he is called the root of jesse he is called the shoot out of uh, david and then we can see so many names given to him and as we progress through the old testament we see there are other names given to the same person who will be coming into this world one day and finally we come to isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6 and we see four different names given to this savior in that verse what were the four names it's in your notes if you want to look at the your notes it's uh, he will be called wonderful counselor mighty god everlasting father prince of peace our one christmas season i took each of those word and uh, pro- preached one sermon from just one word one of those names and maybe it's still on uh, youtube or facebook you can go and watch those messages if you're curious but people who study hebrew you know tell us that uh, actually that should be five names not four names because they said the wonderful counselor um, the way it is written in english and uh, in my mother tongue etc it's all it's always together but they say that uh, in the hebrew language it should be two different names his name should be just wonderful and then counselor and then everlasting father then prince of peace and then also mighty god in there so it should be five different names in uh, for the savior that is coming in icia chapter 9 verse 6 but all these are referring to one person but nobody knew who that person is going to be until the time came for all that person to appear on the face of the earth tonight we heard from two gospels we heard from the gospel of matthew where the angel was dealing with the mary and revealed to mary that uh, yes finally the the time has come for the savior to appear but when the savior appears you know in the world you know they going to have his name is called going to be called jesus jesus now matthew talks about two different names 
you know, focuses on two different names. One is Emmanuel and one is Jesus. I don't have time to go into any of that tonight. I don't want to keep you here for too long. Okay, so I will summarize. I will give a short sermon tonight. So, um, in, in the Gospel of Matthew, the angel told that his name is going to be Jesus. When he finally appear on the face of the earth, his name will be Jesus. Even though all the names that we saw from the book of Genesis is valid and applicable to the same person, same child, but that child will not be called when he walk on the face of the earth, wonderful counselor. When he walk on the face of the earth, he is not going to be called mighty God. He is not going to be called prince of peace. Only in, in our in our meditations, we're going to think of him in those terms. But while he fa- walk on the face of the earth, his name shall be Jesus. Amen. So can all of you shout Jesus? Amen. Amen. I want to take you one step further. Okay. And uh, we see that uh, calling on a name for God started in the book of Genesis chapter 4 and uh, verse 26. And the Bible tells us it started at the time of Enosh. Enosh was uh, the grandson of uh, Adam. Or the third generation of human beings started worshipping God formally. Formally, even though Adam knew how to do sacrifice. uh, And Adam's son Abel knew how to do sacrifice. But uh, after the death of uh, uh, um, Abel... God blessed them with another child called Seth, and Enosh was the son of Seth. And so from his generation on, people started calling on God formally. And if you read Genesis chapter 4 and verse 26, it says, From his day, people started calling on the name of the Lord. So what was the name? What was the name? When we read in English, we, we wonder, what is the name? Because it says they started calling on the name of the Lord. So what's the name that they called? Only when you go to the Hebrew Bible, you realize that that's not the way it is written there. It says in the Hebrew Bible, they started calling on Jehovah from his day. So the, the, the third generation of humanity from, you know, started calling God Jehovah. And that name was continued through all through the Old Testament. And we can see that. You want to look at your note for a second? You know, I didn't number it one, two, three. But you can see that worship was in the Old Testament was always, always related to calling a name. Say name. This is very important. My message is extremely important theologically also, even though I am, I am giving it to you in a very, very simplified fashion. Okay? Because, because they started calling on God with a name. Amen? And they start, the Bible always says they started calling on the name of the Lord. And I told you in the Old Testament that name was Jehovah. And if you look at it that before the flood, they, start, they called on the name of the Lord. And after the flood, post-flood, 
they called on the name of the Lord. In, in Genesis chapter 13 and verse 4 we see it is mentioned about Abraham. Abraham called on the name of the Lord. And in the English we only see the name of the Lord and we think that's some generic name. It's not a generic name. Whenever you see the word they called on the name of the Lord in the English language is always talking about Jehovah. In other words, they were not worshipping an unknown God. They were not worshipping a generic God. They were worshipping a specific God from the dawn of history. Amen. And that God was Jehovah in the Old Testament. And we know that when Israelites became a nation, they had to call on the name of Jehovah. All the worship system was centered on the significance of that name. I don't have time to go into the significance of that tonight. And the funny thing is, when we come into the New Testament, the New Testament also says we have to call on the name of the Lord. I want you to pay attention to me, okay? I'm going to correct that in a second, okay? Um, because uh, the Bible says in Romans chapter 10, and verse 13 tells us that everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. So if you want to be saved, you have to call on the name of the Lord. Are you with me? Amen. Anyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. So as far as Bible is concerned, there is absolutely no ambiguity about how you're going to be saved. Amen. There is no confusion about how you're going to be saved. There is no conflicting ideas in the Bible. It's always singular. There's only one idea in the Bible about how you're going to be saved. That is by calling on the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. And from the dawn of history, that's what you have to do if you want to be saved. Amen. And uh, uh, Joel chapter 2 and verse 32 that's an eschatological passage, which means it's, that's talking about the end of the days. And where Joel tells us that uh, even at the end of days, you know, people have to call on the name of the Lord if they want to be saved. So there is absolutely no ambiguity, absolutely no confusion, absolutely no conflicting messages, no contradictions in the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. There's only one way to be saved. Amen. The, the Bible doesn't say different, different, different ways to get saved. Are you with me? Amen. So I was doing a lot of studies in, in Hinduism. I told you I'm doing something you know, behind the screen. Being your pastor, in addition to being your pastor, uh, I will reveal that to you one day. Okay. Um, and I did a lot of detailed studies on Hinduism last uh, almost two years now. And, and when I was doing that, I, I realized that... Uh, um, they, they, they present so many different ways to get saved. Okay, um, I don't want to go into the theology of it, but primarily three different ways. One they call karma marga. All of you know about karma. Karma has become a word in English now. Okay, uh, everyone has heard the word karma in our generation. Karma is your actions, but uh, karma marga means through selfless actions you can attain moksha or saying gain salvation one day. That's one way they say. And the second one they call is called jnana marga. Jnana means knowledge, the way of the knowledge. That means you study, 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 you meditate and study and, and go through all the things that is mentioned in the ancient uh, scriptures. And that will open up your eyes and you will be eventually saved. That's, uh, that's the second thing that they showed. 
and the third one that they showed is called fakti marga the way of piety you know through worship you can also get saved and that's why you see um, a lot of people have become followers of the third way that's why you see on the street hari krishna people beating the drums and uh, chanting krishna 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 hari hari you know that's because that's one of the ways that they show for salvation but let me tell you again in the bible there is no contradictions there is no multiple ways of salvation there's only one way of salvation if you want to be saved you need to call on the name of the lord hallelujah hallelujah amen so this is what uh, this is what i want to emphasize today so this procedure for salvation was established in the garden of eden and formally followed by humanity from third generation of humanity on until now but a major change to happened when the new testament came why do we call ourselves new testament christians why do we say that we are not continuity of the old testament israel why do we say that we are continuing what god started in the old testament guess what when the new testament was introduced god brought everything to an end that he was doing in the old testament i wanted to pay attention to me i told you this is this can get really theological because when jesus was introduced to the world the angel came down and said his name his name all these names were given in the old testament clearly showing that he is going to be the savior he is going to be the redeemer that they were waiting for he is going to be the messiah that they are waiting for but then when jesus was being introduced into the world he said no all those names are there but his name shall be called jesus that means once jesus came on the scene every human being on every corner of the earth has to call upon the name of jesus if you want to be saved are you with me you can no longer say yes i call upon the name of the lord okay look at your notes i give you some examples there see the the jewish people had to change because they were so used to using the name of yahweh you know that they don't utter the name of yahweh that's why they always use the word adonai which is translated lord in english okay but uh, but once jesus came on the scene they could not call on god as they called it in the old testament times i wanted to pay attention to me that's why nicodemus even though he was a righteous man even though he was a righteous man he was a pharisee he was a highly highly respected jewish leader in the in that generation jesus when he came to jesus jesus said all this is good but that time is coming to an end it has come to an end already because as soon as jesus took baptism and started his his public ministry that came to an end so jesus said nicodemus you need to learn a new lesson what is that what did jesus tell nicodemus unless you are born again you're not going to see the kingdom of god and we know that he was a person who was waiting for the messiah to come but jesus said uh, 
but you need to need a renewal in your thinking you need to be born again and then he didn't understand we know the story i have to run um and he asked jesus how what do you mean i had to be born again you want me to go inside the womb of my mom and come out again jesus said no 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 unless you are born of the water and of the spirit amen you will not see the kingdom of god so even though nicodemus was a righteous religious leader among the jewish people jesus said that time has come to an end from now on every person comes to the father through me that's why he said no one comes to the father except through the son amen hallelujah so nicodemus had to be born again and uh, then we know that uh, when the disciples of jesus you know uh, started following jesus it took them a while to fully understand what jesus was telling them and on the day of pentecost after they were filled with the holy spirit they understood that because uh, even before the day of pentecost jesus had already told them in luke chapter 24 and verse 47 that the repentance of sins must be preached in his name in whose name come on speak back to me in whose name in jesus name so if you you cannot just repent and you cannot just repent you cannot just say i feel sorry you have to pray specifically to jesus and say jesus i am sorry i violated your law repentance must be preached in his name jesus said and he didn't even stop there in when peter got up and preached that day in acts chapter 2 and verse 38 and he told uh, the jewish people what did he tell the jewish people you know all of you repent of your sins and be baptized in the name of uh, jesus no he did not say in the name of god he said it must be baptized in the name of jesus and so that your sin shall be forgiven and you shall all receive the gift of the holy spirit i want to stop there and correct something okay for our church folks if uh, you are a visitor here we welcome you but this uh, what i am about to say is primarily for our church folks it has become fashionable recently because of uh, all the, the presence of the heavy presence of messianic jewish speakers on tbn for christians to pray in the name of yahweh you cannot you have to stop it if you are a member of this church i never want to hear you praying in the name of yahweh because that was old testament that was old testament when you pray you pray in the name of jesus Jesus made that very clear multiple times in the gospel. If you ask anything in my name, he didn't say if you ask anything in my father's name. He said if you ask anything in my name, amen, it shall be done. Multiple times he emphasized the prayer must be in the name of Jesus, not in the name of Yahweh. Okay let the Jehovah witnesses pray that way but we as full gospel people as a bible studying bible teaching church i want to emphasize that we must be praying in the name of jesus not in the name of yahweh 
because we don't live in the Old Testament times, we live in the New Testament times. Amen? Now, if I, if I add something to that, you may get upset with me. Okay? Uh, and it may mess up your Christmas. But let me say that again. Anyway, okay? Which is this. Again, because of what we learned from uh, this Christian television station, we always say shalom, 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 shalom. There's nothing wrong with shalom, saying shalom. Absolutely nothing wrong with shalom, saying shalom. But I want you to know that historically, that was an Old Testament greeting. That was an Old Testament greeting. In the New Testament, in the book of Acts, read the book of Acts. Okay? And also the, the epistles. When the disciples met with each other, they did not say shalom. They, what, do you know what they said? Mara Natha. That's what they said. Mara Natha. Mara Natha means our Lord is coming. Our Lord is coming. That was the Christian message. Shalom is the Old Testament message. Don't, let me make it clear once again. There's nothing wrong with saying shalom. Okay? Because it's a holistic concept. So there is, as such there is nothing wrong. But that's not a Christian greeting. A Christian greeting was, if you want to follow the Bible language when you greet people, say Maranatha. You know, I still say good morning, good afternoon. Sometimes people are shocked. Pastor is saying good morning from stage instead of saying praise the Lord. Because, you know, we use English language. That's why I say good morning. But if you, are, if you want to use biblical greeting, say Maranatha. Can all of us say together, Maranatha? Okay, Maranatha simply means our Lord is coming. Because that was the hope for the first century Christians when the Bible was written for us. Amen? Because all of them lived with the expectation of seeing Jesus again. And that is our hope also, ultimately. Amen? So if you want to do, if you want to use Christian greeting, let us say Maranatha. Maybe we should make that a culture in 2022. Right? When we meet each other, when you see somebody, tell somebody, uh, tell, tell that strange person, Maranatha. And you will get an opportunity to share the gospel. Because they will not have any clue what that means. You will say, what did you say? What is that? What language is that? And you get a chance to share the gospel with that person. Maybe you should try it in 2022. Amen? All right, let me, let me come to this, okay? Uh, so, when we come to Matthew chapter 1, verse 21, and also we read from Luke chapter uh, 2, was Aurora? I think, I forgot. I gave her the reference, but I know I forgot. Okay, so in both those portions, we intentionally chose those portions because both of those portions specifically said, his name shall be called Jesus. Jesus, okay? So, if you are tempted, if you are tempted to, to call God by any name, if you go to a university atmosphere, for example, of some of our children in universities, maybe at your workplace, maybe in the community that you mingle in, people say, let's not fight with each other. Let's not emphasize one religion over another. Let's say, you know, you call God with whatever name you want, and I call my God Jesus. 
if that's the way we look at the Bible, the Bible is very emphatic about what I am sharing with you tonight. So can I show you one more verse? Okay. That is in Acts chapter 4 and verse 12. Since I didn't write that down, I want to read that to you. Acts chapter 4 and verse 12. Acts chapter 4 verse 12. Acts chapter 4 and verse 12. This is what we, what we read there. Nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Can I read that again? Nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Now, that verse has become a big controversy in the 20th century and that's continuing in 21st century because that verse says emphatically that Jesus is the only way of salvation. And a lot of people have issue with that statement. Today, if you make that statement emphatically, they will say you are narrow-minded, you're a bigot, you're doing hate speech. You know, I mean, you will hear all kinds of stuff if you emphatically say that. But the, but the Bible does not apologize in making this statement. In fact, when you look at that statement, you know the New Testament was written in Greek. Look at your note. Do you know that uh, if you look at that verse in Greek, there are two times in that same verse, the phrase no other is used. But if you look at the English, one it says, one time it's any other, and the second time it's no other. Okay, two negative statements in that same verse, in one verse. Now look at your note, I have given you, that is two different Greek words that used in that verse. The first one is allo. Allo means the... A name of the same kind, same kind, same type. In other words, if this, you're using this name Jesus for God, for a God, you know, it's a it's name of God. So it's a name, his name is in the category of the names of gods. So that it says that, uh, it, it, you know, it's the same, it's the same category. All right, that's the first one. And the second time it's, it says, use the word is heteron. Heteron means it has nothing to do with any other name in that category. Are you with me? Can you think with me for one minute? Okay, first it said uh, the name of Jesus. Yes, it's an alloy. It means it's the same type. That means that's a name you can use for God. You know, because in Greek had a pantheon of gods. Romans had a pantheon of God. So when you talk about Zeus, and then you talk about Jesus, then you talk about some other God. So remember that you are actually treating Jesus as a God. So he is in that category. And the second word in that same word says, but his name has nothing to do with any other name. It's completely different from all other names that you use for gods. So what is the Bible trying to tell us in that verse? It's saying that uh, you, have, you have different names for God, different gods at that time, different gods today. So when you use names for God, you can say Krishna. You, today we don't say Zeus. You can say Krishna, Allah, Jesus, etc. 
So you are treating Jesus as God. He's in that category. But at the same time, Acts chapter 4 and verse 12 tells us in the Greek language that the name Jesus has nothing to do with Allah or Krishna or Rama or whatever other name used for God. Completely different. And you know, then it made a statement, very bold statement, that nothing else other than the name of Jesus can lead you to salvation. Hallelujah. So you know what the Bible is saying? You cannot be saved through the calling on the name of Allah. You cannot be saved by calling on the name of Krishna. You cannot be saved by calling on the name of Rama or some aborigines name, God name. Bible is so emphatically clear that if you want to be saved, you have to call upon the name of Jesus. You have to call upon the name of Jesus. That's why we proclaim the name of Jesus in this place. Amen. Every opportunity we get. And the Bible is very clear and very emphatic. Yes, we do live in a pluralistic world. Yes, I know we have all kinds of religions all around us. But Bible clearly says you have to call upon the name of Jesus if you want to be saved. You know why? Because when he was about to be born on that first Christmas Eve, it was said by the angels, he will be called Jesus because he has come to save his people from their sins. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. And that's why that verse, I can preach a whole message from that 412 alone. Because it says, another, another, another phrase there, under heaven among men. That means anywhere on the face of the earth. It doesn't matter where you were born, which country you were born, which religion you were born. Which century you were born? Under heaven means all around the earth. You have to call on the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And then it says among men. That means whoever you are among mankind. If you are an American, you have to call on the name of Jesus. If you are an Indian, you have to call on the name of Jesus. Amen. If you are an African, you have to call on the name of Jesus. If you are an Australian Aborigine, you have to call on the name of Jesus to be saved. Hallelujah. Can you hear church on Christmas night? So the Bible is so clear. Folks, we are not here just to sing a bunch of songs so we can feel good. We are celebrating what Jesus did for us. He came into the world to save us from our sins. And he accomplished that when he died on the cross of Calvary. When he became a ransom for us. When he became the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. He accomplished the purpose of his birth. Tonight we are not just celebrating a birthday. We are celebrating what he accomplished. Amen. Because there's only one reason for him to be born. That was to save us 
from our sins. And he accomplished that. That's why we can sing tonight. That's why we can celebrate tonight. That we can sing. That's why we can sing from the bottom of our heart tonight. Amen. We, we all stand up in a minute. Amen. Not now. Not now. One in, a, in a minute. And we're going to have that candlelight carol. I want all of you to open your mouth and sing from the bottom of your heart. Amen. Full of spirit. Full of joy. Full of energy. Let's sing and celebrate Jesus. Because he came into this world to save us from our sins. And he accomplished that on the cross of Calvary. Tonight my sins are forgiven. Because Jesus was born. Hallelujah. All my sins are gone. Because Jesus was born. And your sins are gone. Because Jesus was born. And if you are never called upon the name of this Jesus, tonight is the right time to do that. Stand up with me all over this place. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Before we start singing, I think it will be a crime if I don't give you an opportunity. To call upon the name of your Savior tonight. If you have never specifically made this choice individually in your life. I'm not talking about generally. Let's make this applicable to you personally. All across the sanctuary. If you never called upon the name of Jesus personally. This is the time to do that. This is the time you can reach out to Jesus and say Jesus. I'm so glad you were born. I understand that you came. This was the plan of God Almighty. And that's why you were born as a baby in the manger. And that's the purpose of your coming. And you accomplished that purpose when you died on the cross. And I know tonight I don't have to live a life of sin. I don't have to worry about sin, my sin anymore. Because you can freely forgive me tonight. Because you paid for my sin. And as, uh, as all of us are meditating on Jesus tonight, if there is one person who has never done that step, taken that step before in your life, and would like to call upon the name of Jesus tonight to receive forgiveness for your sin, just slip up your hands in the presence of God so I can pray for you. If there is anyone who would like to take that step, amen. And said, Lord Jesus, I need, I need you. I need forgiveness for my sins tonight. Thank you. Anyone else? Hallelujah. Anyone else before I pray? Because he is here. I know his Holy Spirit is moving in this place. Amen. He's ready to receive you. Ready to forgive your sins. Ready to accept you. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this night. God, we accept that message that was proclaimed the first Christmas Eve. That his name shall be called Jesus. Because he has come to save his people from their sins. We are so grateful you came. We are so grateful you came. We are so grateful you accomplished that on the cross of Calvary. We are so grateful our sins are forgiven. We are so grateful our names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Tonight we can celebrate our Lord. And Lord, we extend that same privilege to everyone who is watching us online tonight. Father, if there is one person watching tonight who has never called upon the name of the Lord Jesus.
not just the name of the Lord, but name of, name of the Lord Jesus, and receive their forgiveness. I pray, Father, tonight you will open their eyes, open their hearts to receive you into their lives, oh, Father, so their life can be changed forever and they can start their life for a fresh eternity. And we thank you for hearing our prayers in your precious name. Yes, Lord.